That is good. That is good. Thank you for the reminder. I apologize. I've been uh, trying to schedule a few podcasts, and I definitely thought we was on Wednesday, so I apologize for that. No worries. It happens. It's all good. So, uh, let's get straight into it. Welcome to the Dream Big Show. I am your host, Jimmy Doe. Excuse my whole full government that's on the side for some reason. It's all I can't good. get this to get to get together, but it's okay. We're gonna make it work. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. It's all good. Yes, yes. So Candy Marie is my special guest today. Uh, I'm a person that I like to get to know a person in conversation. I did a little snooping, and so I understand. You know, I have a feel that you are living your dream. Um. So the question I ask everyone when they first come on is, are you living your dream life, Miss Candy Marie? I am becoming. I would I, I think I, I think I would say that I'm becoming. Um, I think the dream is always evolving, but I am becoming the person that I believe I've always dreamed of. Nice. Nice. I like that answer. Uh, for those that don't know who you are, including myself, please introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about what you do um, and how did you fall into your space? Well, first of all, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for creating um, a platform like this so that people can discuss and share their dreams with the world. I am a multi-hyphenate. I am a enlightener. I am a motivator. I'm an actress, a TV host, a producer. Um, I'm a foster care advocate. Um, I am a big sister, a cousin, a friend. You know, I'm a few things. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, on this journey, when did you realize that, you know, y'all see, hey, you say you're becoming the dream person mm -hmm. that you envision. Um, how long have you been holding on to this vision? When did this vision come about? And when did you realize, like, okay, I'm, I'm getting there now? Uh, the seed was planted in me to want to pursue entertainment when I was in uh, high school, when I was in 11th grade. I grew up in foster care, and I didn't necessarily live in the best situation. So for me, um, I had to dream outside of the walls that I felt like were boxing me in. Therefore, uh, you know, I decided to develop TV shows because I felt like the shows that I was watching on television, it didn't necessarily reflect my reality. And I didn't see um, positive narratives or true narratives of youth that were growing up in foster care. So I wanted to change that. And one of the ways that I felt like I could change that was being a teen talk show host. So I would literally sit in my foster home and I would have this composition book and I would just write all of these ideas and I would go around and I would interview people, whether it was in my foster home, it was at school. And I'm um, slowly but surely, you know, that idea, that manifestation started to come to life. And, um, you know, I started to build that dream and then I ended up going to college and the college that I selected was the University of Central Florida simply because I felt like it would be a good place to turn that radio and television dream into a reality. And, um, you know, every single thing that I saw, I believed in, I had faith in, it slowly started to come to life. So I started to slowly understand the power of manifestation. I didn't know that's what I was doing then, but, you know, seeing is believing. If you ask, if you believe, you will receive. And Absolutely. back then I didn't have like, 
you know, I had people, you know, that, that doubted me growing up, but I didn't doubt myself. So it was just, it's just really cool to look back on how I grew up and the things that I dreamed then. And it's like, wow, when I go through that checklist, I'm like, wow, God made this happen. God made that happen. You know, um, I believed that this could happen and come into fruition and, you know, um, and it's just interesting how you start to slowly see the pieces start to come together. Nice, 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 nice. Now, I, I want to uh, break apart something that you spoke on, something that actually touched mm -hmm. me. And it's interesting that um, you brought it up in this conversation because it was a conversation I was just having last night. Uh, wow. I'm a child of foster care myself. Wow. Um, yeah, I did was. You, did, you, uh, did you already, like, did you know that that was a part of my story? No, Did I, I didn't. I didn't at all. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I know about this much about you. <laughs> um, I just did enough research, and I, and I followed you for some time, and so that's why it's kind of interesting to see certain people that you kind of follow that's kind of like minded in what you do, chasing a path, having a passion, and going after it, and this and to see it come into fruition through the progress. Um, you know, so that kind of stuck out like, oh, wow, I remember following her for some time. She's making some moves like this is timeline looks much different than what it looked like, you know, four years back. And it's like, man, I, you know, to see that growth and it's just, you know, just from a distance, you know, Instagram kind of gives you people that you can admire from a distance and see like, oh, wow, I can see the progress and the consistency in what this person's been doing. Um, and so anyway, no, I know about this much, just from a, you know, I'm a consumer point of view. Um, and so to hear you touch on that, and it's interesting that you speak on that, because I was just talking to someone about, man, I want to work on something for um, foster care children. Like I watched this guy, I don't know his name, I'm sorry right now, uh, but he has a show called Letters to My Wife, a podcast, Letters to Wifey or something like that. And... Okay. Uh, he adopted his little nephew and then another kid who was just happened to be in the system. And I was like, man, you know, that's dope. Like for me, I had my father's side of the family come in and uh, decide to foster me after my parents. I lost both of my parents at the age of seven. And so they came in and it was I don't think people understand the lens um that a foster child is looking through and no. so it's good to hear that someone you know to hear that you know like you can look and be like man some people just miss past that like that is a, a part that people should look at i know there's it is homeless and there's a lot of things but foster care is one of those subjects that are, are looked over a lot 100 percent, so, and the foundation or the lack thereof that is given to that child you know, um, that is that that child is supposed to have at such a young age that they don't receive. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's shout out to you. Shout out to you. Shout out um, to you, artist. I see you over there. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and this came to me. Well, I've been an artist all my life. But as far as painting, mm -hmm. this came to me probably in the last three years. Um, a little cool. bit of my backstory. I moved to Atlanta chasing my dream of being a music artist. Um, and so I was. Uh, intern in New York at the age of 17 uh, at Def Jam and then met Kenny Burns and worked with him at Rockefeller and he started a record label here in Atlanta was like man you know I see what you're doing I see your drive you want to come to Atlanta 
And right after high school that summer, I was gone. In Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and now um, it's been about eight, 19 years now. So Atlanta has mm -hmm. got a hold of me. And it's a good molten pot for people that are chasing their dreams. Um, Absolutely. So nice, 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 nice. So when did you start? Uh, or what? I won't say when. What are you doing to help mm -hmm. um, be a, a voice in the foster care section in that, in that sector? Well, um, I've been fortunate enough to. I've been advocating for for quite some years now, and um, I sit on a few junior board of directors. Um, I host national events. I travel nationally and speak and host conferences. I, I'm actually hosting a conference coming up on February the 9th called the Level Up Conference okay. um, through the Felix Organization and Music is Unity. And um, it's kind of like a TEDx version of a Level Up Conference, encouraging youth that are aging out of the system to level up. So I, I do a lot, you know, being a TV producer and a host and an actress. Uh, the very first film that I had the, the privilege of being in as an actress was called Instant Family, which is about foster care. So that was an entire, like, crazy moment to have grown up in the system and, and for that to be, like, my very first film in the industry, you know, and, and you know, as a producer. I just, as a, as a multi-hyphenate, because I think if you're creative, you know, you express yourself through different uh, mediums, right? Um, you know, my goal is to, and, and it's going to happen, and I say goal because I'm taking the necessary steps, um, is to create a documentary or a scripted series, you know, that changes the narrative and enlightens people about the foster care system. Nice, nice, I like that, I like that, I like that. Um, how important is it for someone to create, or not say create, but hold the character of discipline when they are chasing their dreams? Oh, it's very important. It's, it's, it's one of the most important aspects because, you know, that's why they say it's hard work trumps talent any day. And I agree with that 100%, you know, because the goal isn't to just stay the same, it's to evolve. You know, at least for me it is. My goal is to evolve over time and, and to not just be mediocre at what I do. You know, I want to be great at it. You know, whatever that word great looks like for me. You know, not compared to anybody else's success, but what great looks like for Candy Marie. You know, what does joy feel like? What does abundance and wealth? You know, what can I pass down? You know, um, and, and when I say pass down, that's even more important. As somebody who grew up in the system, and I know that you can relate to that as well. So it's like creating a foundation for um, my lineage and the children in my lineage that haven't even come yet. So that's why that's so important to me, being disciplined and making sure that I get my mind right. Because I am also of the belief that when you heal yourself, you heal your children and you heal future generations to come. So um, when I think about discipline, discipline has nothing to do with me. It's what I want to create for the future. I like that. I like that. Great answer, girl. Look at you. Um, what are some of those things that's on the bucket list? Tell me some of the bucket list goals uh, for 2023. Are you a vision board kind of person? You know what? I am. I definitely am. I definitely believe that seeing is believing. Absolutely. You know, you got to paint the picture, you know, create the vision, make it plain 100%. Um, I think my biggest goal for 2023 is just to live, to live life out loud with no boundaries. Um, 
I recently lost my little brother to gun violence six months ago. Um, the anniversary of his death was last week on the 18th. And um, losing him has rocked me to my core, you know, and it's a journey. Um, and I've just been learning how to just truly like understand who I am in the spirit, right? And I think the best way to understand who I am in the spirit is just by being creative and just literally just living my life. Every single thing that I've ever wanted to do, I just want to do it. You know, I if, if like like I used to be, and I still kind of deal with anxiety a little bit, and sometimes I get a little socially awkward. But, you know, the reason why I feel like the root of that was worrying about what people had to say about me, you know, and now I don't, I don't, I don't care. I want to just go into a crowd, and if I'm the only one dancing, I just want to feel free to dance. I just want to live in my own bubble out loud, over and over and over again. That's my goal for this year, and I think in doing that, that is how you meet the best version of yourself. You know. So you're a firm believer of personal development. I absolutely believe. I, absolutely, and you know, just really doing what makes you happy. Like, you know, um, I try to limit my social media usage. I, I had no idea how much social media was impacting me, you know? Like, you get into the habit of scrolling, and it's so addictive. And you, the more you scroll, the more you see, the more you compare. And, um, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a break. Now I don't want to see all of this. Like, you get so stuck in, in worrying about what everybody else is doing that you look around and you're like, man, I can't believe so much time has gone by. I feel like I've been hearing that so much, you know, from so many people around me. And I think it's because we get stuck scrolling that we forget to live. So, mm. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You know, people get stuck scrolling off of Instagram. Just scrolling through people's lives, not really concerned of their own. Uh, that's, that's something that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Scrolling through yeah. the mall. Uh, especially here in Atlanta, I don't know where you are, but I felt like you've you've touched surface here in Atlanta. Oh, I used to live in the A. Yeah, I lived okay. in Atlanta for like four years. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and so you know what it is. You can find like yourself you. just scrolling through the city, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. and on and on and on at the late getting time. lost. Exactly, getting lost in everything and everyone, and then you lose sight of yourself. So absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, and, and I don't want to hang on to this, but it's just, I don't know, it's something because you spoke about it, it's hard for me to get away from it now. Um, no worries. And going through foster care, um, and I just hear you speak of your brother. I lost my sister in 2021. Um, mm -hmm. It actually got me about 11 years. And so she was like, you know, the, really the only family far as my mother side that I had. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it was me and her in the end, and that was me. Um, do you have any other siblings and then speak about, you know, you speak about leaving behind a legacy. How does that feel? How important is it? Do you feel pressured now that, you know, a sibling of yours isn't here to leave his legacy? Um, tell me about that. Speak a little bit on that. You know, honestly, when it first happened, I did feel the pressure. I felt the pressure to be more, right? Like, look around at the time and just, like, look at, like, yo, what have I done with the time that I had? You know, or even just, like, realize that time is precious. 
and it's not promised to anyone, right? And I know that day that my brother lost his life, I I know he didn't know that he was going to lose his life. You know, I, I know he knew or he thought that he had more time. And that's something that I think we all share is that we feel like we have more time. But it really isn't promised to you. Like, we feel we're like such an entitled society. But don't nobody owe you a damn thing, you know? Like, don't nobody owe you a good life. Don't nobody, like... Nobody has to give you an opportunity. Nobody has to give you anything. You gotta be disciplined enough. You gotta work hard for it. And sometimes, you know, God will just alignment is also real. You know, what you're putting into the atmosphere is what you're getting back. But I think after losing my brother, it just really just showed me, girl, you gotta live. Like I looked, I looked around and I was like, man, when did I turn thirty something? I'm a thirty something now. When did this happen? <laughs> you know, I was like, man, I remember when I was just like twenty one and eighteen. You know. Yeah. So it's just crazy, like, when you think about the concept of time, right? Um, and then just in terms of, like, you know, I, I'm one of six, you know? And uh, I just think about my lineage. And I think more now than ever, after losing my brother, I just try to think about, like, who, who have I been called to be for my lineage? And I don't think we think about that enough, right? You know, because, wow, putting that into perspective... Just who have I been called to be for my lineage? Mm, like um, it, it makes sense, right? Like, who have I been called to be? And just looking at the people who came before me and looking at the people that are currently here and the gifts that have been passed down. Because we always talk about generational trauma, but what about generational gifts? What about generational greatness? Mm. And, um, you know, growing up in foster care, you really don't always know about where you come from. You don't really know about your lineage, you know? So, um I can feel my lineage. It's really interesting. It's, it's like being on the spiritual journey of having to understand what spirit is. Like that is what helped me with my healing process when it came to losing my brother. I had to understand the concept of death and, and spirit. And that spirit is separate from the flesh, that those are two different things, right? So in saying all that, what I'm saying is it's just really truly helping me to understand my power. It's truly helping me to understand um, what I'm meant to pass down. I'm meant to pass down healing, right? Like, that's why I, I'm going to continue to say this. When you heal yourself, you heal your children, right? You heal the generations that, that are after you. So that that's what made healing for me even more important. That's what made following my dreams for me even more important because I'm like, okay, I've been put here. I've been given these things for a reason. It's not by happenstance. It's by purpose. So, yeah. And so speaking on purpose, um, mm -hmm. and that's, do you feel, well, one, let me ask you, do you know what your purpose is? And when yeah. did you discover that? Within these last few months. Hmm. Like my life is, is I am so not. So would you say your, was a transition of your brother made your purpose more? Greater. Greater. It made it greater. It made it much more important. It made it not about me. Because we as people make everything about us. It made it not about me. You know? So, yeah, losing him made me finally see myself. Okay. And, and you speak of the healing. What are some of those things that you uh, see in yourself healing from, um, from the experience of your childhood? Self-hate. You know, hating where I came from and the situations that I've been through. You know, the whole 
why me? I spent a lot of time thinking, why me? You know, why did I, I come from a fucked up background? You know, why couldn't my parents pull it together? You know, and instead of asking why me from like a negative standpoint, just fully embracing like this is me. This is my story. How do I give it back to the world? How do I turn that around? How do I use it? You know, what? how do I take the uniqueness of it and add strength and power and authority to it? Um, and that's kind of like the space that I'm in now. And I feel more of who I am now than I have ever in my entire life. Because I've realized that I've spent a lifetime struggling with those things. And now I just want to be whole. I just want to be whole. Because I'm like, yo, you are so deserving. And I never realized how worthy and deserving that I was. I like that. I like that a lot. Um... What is, what is, tell me some of the things you're grateful for. For life, you know, um, the ability to operate in stillness. You know, I'm, I'm more grateful now for the moments of stillness. And like, now I, I, I embrace those moments and realizing like, you know what, if I don't have the, the answers, it's okay to turn in inward, you know, and connect with God and spirit, you know, and rely on spirit and listen for it to tell me, give me those answers, you know, pray to God, you know, trust him, get out of my own way and surrender. Like the word surrender has been huge for me since losing my brother, because I honestly thought that I was in control. But when I honestly think about the best moments in my life, there were things that I couldn't control. There were things that I never saw coming. There were things that were unplanned. So I think that the more we surrender to what is, I think sometimes you will really truly like experience the beauty of life by doing that. Hmm. Um, now you speak about goals. And so I'm definitely going to believe that you are a gold chaser. Right. Mm -hmm. I, like, I like the spin on the word gold digger and put gold on the digger part. Um, how are you? How do you come? Uh, do you come down on yourself? Or are you hard on yourself on some of the goals that you set and you have yet not you, you haven't yet accomplished them or you don't see it possible? Have you ever got to that point where it's like, mm, I don't see how I can get this done? I used to. I used to be really, really, really hard on myself. Um, now I'm focusing less on, I'm learning, uh, because I don't have all the answers, you know, I'm learning how to focus less on the past and what I've accomplished and just live more in the now, you know, focus more on the present, you know, like we can create a five-year plan. That's great. You can create a timeline for yourself. All that is beautiful, but you got to operate and be present and intentional in the now. And that's what I'm learning how to do. Like, what can I accomplish right now in this moment? You know, what is a short-term goal that I can get done today? You know, and how will this short-term goal affect what I want in the future? So I think it's literally like focusing on those short-term goals, right? And creating that list, that day-to-day -day list. Okay, this is what I'm doing today. I'm doing this today. I'm doing that today. And literally not moving on until you get that done. Um, that has really been like the focus for me, right? And knowing that 
there isn't anything that I can do. Like really seeing myself the way that the rest of the world does. Because a lot of times I didn't see myself the way everybody else did. And I think that's something a lot of us struggle with is not really understanding our full potential. And um, I don't want to, I don't want to waste that anymore. I don't want to waste my potential anymore. I like that. I like that. We definitely do waste our potential. Um, and I will speak from my own personal uh, story. I've been a person that always wanted to chase my dream of being an artist and then getting here and not having a record deal go through. Yeah. And then I begin to rely on some of the skill sets that I picked up. Like I'm, I'm pretty good at navigating people, uh, bringing people together, working behind the scenes. Uh, I picked up a, a knack for that. All right. I'm a people's person, but I found myself doing good business and not creating art. And so in these recent years, especially during the pandemic, I got to a space where of course everyone was still, but my still felt different because I was built on, I used to throw parties at Blue Flames, parties at a few different, Magic City. And so I'm used to motion. I'm used to like people. I'm used to like getting daily cash flow. Um, and so when that came to a stop and then the other life that I was in as well kind of came to a stop, I got a moment where I felt like I was I had to sit down to get a hold of me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I was one foot in, one foot out of a lifestyle that could have took me away from spending time with my child. Um, I have a little girl. I have two children, actually. Um, and so but at that time, it was like. It took me away from my child. Like yeah. I made decisions that where I had to move along, or mm -hmm. you know, this was going to be detrimental to my life. Yeah. Um, and so I poured into art again. Like that was my therapy. That was my, you know, why me? Like you say, like oh man, I'm. I didn't come this far chasing a dream that now. I'm no longer actually living that dream. I'm just doing business, right? I had a hair company. Mm -hmm. I was selling hair. I stopped doing that for a while. I was uh, in the beverage space for a while. I got out of that. It was like I was just trying to find a niche, but at the same time, just doing good business. Like, let me make sure I make a business deal. Hey, you do this, you do that. Let me get you all together so I can keep cash flow happening. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we get caught in that as we get into the adulthood, right? That inner child in us is now lost. That creativity is now lost, at least for me. And now I'm just stuck doing business because I have to be able to provide. Um, and so that stillness that came in 2020 for me opened up that if I don't get back to the art, I'm not going to live the purpose that I'm here for. So um, how do you and it seems like for you, you found a way to stay on course, um, at least from a naked eye. Um, so, <laughs> How do you, you know, speak to like staying on course of the dream that you've seen, you know, because most of us get that dream, that vision that we have in our life early, like childhood early. And at times we either hold on to it or we let it go. How did you stay the course or how did you keep yourself on course when it comes to fulfilling your purpose and fulfilling your dream that's been called on you? Listen. <laughs> 
Um, thank you, first of all, for saying that because, oh my goodness, it's a journey. Like, it really is a journey. Um, there's no plan B. Mm. Like, this is what I've been called to do. I've tried to do other things, but I just keep being redirected back to this. So it's not even a matter of trying to stay on course. This is the only course. You know, I've tr- I've done the nine to five thing. That ain't for me. You know, I've I've tried different areas. I've done tried the nursing path. I've tried the business. It just wasn't for me. And I think I one of the things that I refuse to juggle is my happiness. I'm not no like I am doing what makes me happy because I know what it feels like to be unhappy, right? Mm. Um, and. I don't want to, I don't want to live in a what if, like I can't, like I can't, I refuse to live in a what if I want what I want because I know that I can have it. So that's just, yeah. Like, but has it been hard? It's been so hard and I appreciate you for saying that, but man, like that's the one thing I hate about social media is that they only capture the beautiful moments. Man, those beautiful moments are few and far in between sometimes, you know, like, woo, I'm talking about like, catch me with the makeup off, bent over, (laughs) I'm trying to figure this out, you know, like, but it is definitely a journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Hmm. Are are you a strong believer on that your dream is more important than your uh, passion? What what I mean by that is, so I'm passionate about finance, right? I'm a person that has like the second national bank printout and will read it front to back. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm passionate about understanding commerce, money, like I'm I'm big on that, right? Uh, But I don't want to go open up a bank or I don't want to be in the financial space. I I feel like that's not my God-given gift. That's not my dream. Like my dream is to be able to express myself through art, creatively express myself and be able to get with like-minded people that want to express themselves the same way, through film, through performing arts. I'm a performing arts child. Um, And so I think a lot of times people go after what they're passionate about Mm -hmm. versus what's been put on them. Like what your dream, your vision, your gift has been put on you. Um, now sometimes they can come together, but I see a lot that people go after what they're passionate about more than their dreams. Yeah. I think that the tools, right. Or sometimes like, for example, I think a tool to Mm. live my purpose and my passion is the hosting and the acting, right? That's the tool to get there, to get the eyeballs, to get, to get to the people. You know, um, what you do with it, right? So I host a game show. And um, even though I host a game show, that is the the tool. That's the outlet that I've been giving to be able to reach the people. You know, pouring into them, enlightening them, getting them to see the value in themselves. That's the purpose. I was listening to this podcast um, that Oprah did. And she said that her goal was to be significant. And that's my goal too. I want to be significant. I don't want to just be another employee host that they have at this network. I want to leave people 
um, believing in themselves. I want to leave people seeing, feeling hope. Like one of the things that I always say that really touched me was that every single day we wake up, the secret to life is, is you get to control how you feel. You get to choose if you want to have a good day, if you want to have a bad day. Like when you wake up in the morning, as soon as you open your eyes, you get to choose how you want to feel. And that will dictate the rest of your day. Like, I don't care if you're sick on your deathbed. You get to choose if you want to have a good day or a bad day, despite what you're going through, despite what your circumstances. You get to choose how that, how that thing makes you feel. That's the power that you have. That's what I believe. The power over our own thoughts. Yeah, we get to choose that. We get to choose the feeling. We do. And people spend a whole lifetime not understanding that. So if I'm the one that's supposed to plant that seed in them, for them to see that and understand it, like Oprah did for me, like Les Brown and so many others have done for me, by planting that seed and spreading that hope, then that's what I'm meant to do for other people. So I believe my purpose is to enlighten. I like that. Enlighten. You continue to do that. And you continue mm -hmm. to help those that want to join your, your mission. Right? Because some people want to help, don't know how to help. Or don't know what to help in until they hear it. And right. so you, you keep doing what you're doing. Keep spreading that word. Spreading the gospel. Um, Come on. And <laughs> And, and someone will hear it and someone will, will definitely say, hey, OK, I heard the message and this is what I'm supposed to follow. Um, so I like that. I like that. Um, you kind of took all of the you answered everything without me, really, because a lot of times what happens is I get into people about their career and then I get to like the heart and soul of what that individual is like what's the what was the per what's the purpose behind what you're doing i like to leave that as like my second go around so we're gonna flip it and then i know uh i want to wrap it up i do a, a game section at the end of my show called pick your vision okay. and it's it's, it's a spinoff of this or that what would you rather uh, so before okay. i get into that um, give me what is your big goal in your career space? What's the big goal? My big goal is to be a well-respected, sought-after, multi-hyphenate in the entertainment industry. I want to be um, an influential, significant TV host, actress, and producer. Nice, nice. And that will happen. You just spoke it out into the universe. It's yours. Um, great. All right. Candy, on this show, we do pick your vision. Pick your vision. I'm going to give you a couple multiple choices. You just pick one. You let me know what you're going to go with. This has nothing to do with anything. I just be picking these random. So okay. the first one on pick your vision, what would you rather have a pause button or a rewind button? Probably a rewind button because I would want to relive certain moments over and over again. Okay, okay, okay. Pick your vision. What would you rather? Have someone see all your pictures in your phone or read all your text messages? Woo, child! I don't want none of those to be. Okay, let's see. Um, read the text messages or look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. 
Okay, okay. You don't want nobody in the messages. I mean, you know, I ain't got nothing to hide, but, you know. It's none of your business, neither. Right. You know what? Actually, my text messages. <laughs> oh, okay. There's some pictures in there you don't want people to see. Um, yeah, I'm grown. I'm grown. I plead with you. I got you. I got you. Pick your vision. What would you rather? Have fame and fortune or love and wisdom? Love and wisdom every time. Okay. And why? Fame and I fortune. Simple, but you know. I mean, fame and fortune fades, right? You know, I would rather have love and wisdom that I can give, can give love and wisdom to people. I'm a giver. I like that. I like that. Okay. Pick your vision. What would you rather accomplish all your small goals or achieve one big goal? Accomplish all my small goals because I feel like my small goals will lead to the big picture. Nice. Pick your vision. What would you rather? Manipulate the past or manipulate the future? Manipulate the future. I don't live in the past. Great answer. Okay. Pick your vision. What would you rather? A world without the internet or the world without the telephone? world without the internet. Hmm. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why? I feel like the internet, yeah, it creates resources, but it also uh, creates mind control and it pollutes our minds and, you know, hmm. I don't know. I just think that I just remember the evolution of the internet and how things have evolved. They have evolved. But they've we've also taken some step back just in terms of like how we treat each other and how our minds are polluted and social media and yeah I just I put all of that in there with the internet you know because that you know once upon a time we didn't have it so it's and I was lucky enough to live with without the social media and all of that so okay okay I think it's a, it is a gift and a curse um, but it does help those that weren't going to the library and looking in the encyclopedia uh, and that you know, be better for us, information. It will definitely be better. Um, Half of us need to go get an encyclopedia and get a book. This is true. This is true. This is true. Um, so it helped those that at least need you're going to get the information somehow. Instant gratification. I feel like it created too much of an instant gratification. Uh, Everything was yeah, you're right about that. You know, people don't have patience. People don't want to work. Like we used to have to write out the formulas, and you know, yeah. That's true. Okay. Okay. I get with you on that. All right. Now, now, see, you gave me an enlightened answer to that. So we're gonna go with the telephone. Cool. All right. Pick your vision. What would you rather be given one million dollars or earn one million dollars? You know what? The noble side of me would probably say earn, but I could flip a, a million if you gave it to me. I'm with you on that. So I'm going to take the, if you, if you give me you a million, give it to me. I'm going to yeah. give it to me. Yeah, you give it to me. I like God's favor every day, so come on. Come on. Come on. Just give I'm it to me. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, pick your vision. What would you rather? To know when you will die or how you will die? 
neither. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta pick one. I, do, I, do I have to? I really, I don't really like that question. Okay, you don't have to. Pick I'm not so comfortable answering that one. Okay, okay. Uh, pick your vision. What would you rather lose your hearing or your sense of color? You don't like that one either. Um, I would rather you said hearing or sense of color. Hearing. Okay. Really? Someone who uh, is big on communication and delivering the message? Yeah. I want to see what's going on. I want to be, I, I, you know, I want to be able to see where I'm going. Okay. Absolutely. I, I've lost hearing in, a, in like one of my ears. I was hosting an event and my hearing went out. Um, but just feeling the vibrations and the, the energy from the room and seeing it is what kind of kept me going. Hmm. Great answer. Okay. Pick your vision. What would you rather have unlimited time or unlimited capital? Uh, unlimited capital. Hmm. Why? That's interesting. Capital in terms of like capital. Yeah. Capital. Yeah, limited capital. Okay. That's, Wait, is that not, more time? That's huh? <laughs> you can do. I guess you could be impactful in a short amount of time with an unlimited amount of capital. Yeah, depends on 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 the context in which you're using capital. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Now this is the bonus question. Pick your vision. You know, this is a campaign year. And just say for shits, kicks, and giggles, we are left with on one side, yay, and on the other side, Donald Trump. Pick your vision. Who would you rather be your president? Yay. And why? You know what? I watch, I watch the interviews. I don't just listen to the narratives. You know, I like to read in between. I don't agree with everything that he said, but he's made some very valid points. You know, um, yeah, I listen. I develop my own perspective. I don't just listen to what is fed to me. And there are a lot of things he's said that I'm like, that's a valid point. But there's also a lot of shit that he has said that I'm like, nah, bruh, that ain't it. Yeah. So... Yeah. But if I have to choose between Donald, who ain't for us at all, and Ye, I'm going to go with Ye. I'm going to go with Ye. Definitely go with Ye. I would love to see what the world would look like being ran by a creator and a visionary. You don't know always, like you say, may not say the right thing all the time. But mm -hmm. I would rather see what that looks like. The world would be much brighter. Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Depends on the creator. Mm -hmm. uh, could you see yourself ever running for any official office? Absolutely. Office? Yeah? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is that on the bucket list? Probably not. But, um, <laughs> I mean, I, if I really wanted to, I, I could. But I think that not one man can do it by themselves. I feel like that's, you know, having a solid team in place is, is what is important. 
Nice, 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 nice. Well, thank you, Miss Candy, for coming on to the Dream Big Podcast. Uh, please leave the audience with just one last message, uh, something that you want to stick in the minds from here on out and carry out for at least the next 25 years. Yeah. Trust the vision, believe it, and you will receive it. Mm. Simple. Mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. I get it. Yeah. Well, thank you. This was a great interview. Uh, I definitely mm -hmm. want to keep up with you with your, um, uh, do you have a nonprofit? I don't. Mm -mm. I don't. I don't have a nonprofit personally, but I sit on the board, of, the junior board of directors for uh, a few okay. um, that are foster care based nonprofits. Okay. Okay. Are they? Um, can I access that stuff on your social media? Absolutely. Uh, the Felix Organization. Another one is United Friends of the Children. Um, I host a national podcast for another nonprofit called Moving Up Together or Up Together. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay. Some really, really, really dope organizations. So if anybody wants to get involved, definitely check them out. They do a lot nationally, uh, not only for just foster care, but moving up together does a lot just to help uh, change the narrative of what it means to be low income and, you know, in, in Hispanic and minority and black minority communities. Um, they've given out millions of dollars every year to help families become financially stable. So, yeah. Really, really great organization. Nice, nice, nice. I'm going to do two things. One, I want you to give, you know, drop your handles, let them know where they can find you. But then I also want to ask you, because um, this just came to my mind, are, are you are you a reader? Are you big on reading? Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me three books that change your life. Oh, my goodness. Ask and it is given. Uh, I am doing a 100 Days of Believing Bigger devotional right now. Okay. Um, and, uh, let's see, my goodness, uh, the power of, of now, um, uh, there's another one I'm reading over here, Psycho Cybernetics, uh, yeah, the Bible, the Bible, <laughs> but I'm currently reading a book called Ask and It Is Given by Abraham Hicks. Ah, you're reading this. Yeah, that's what I was reaching for, but it's over there. It's not over here. Up oh, yet? Yeah. I just book. started that. It's a great book. You're gonna love it. It's a good book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I read this after the Four Agreements. Um, nice. And uh, great book. Great book. Oh. Hold up. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I really like it. I'm really, I really, really like it. Nice, 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 nice. Okay. Drop your handles for the people so they can find you, follow your movement. I'm definitely going to push with everything that you have going on um, and let people get their hands dirty. Give Thank you. Bit. Give is the well, you know what? gift. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate this conversation. Um, thank you for reaching out to me and asking me to be a part of you know, your great podcast, uh, great questions. You guys can find me at Miss Candy Marie. That's M-S-C-A-N-D-I-M-A-R-I-E on Instagram, um, as well as Twitter. Um, and, you know, again, you know, just, yeah. I hope you enjoy the conversation, the story. And oh, this great, great conversation. I definitely, definitely want to have another one with you, follow up with you. 
um, get to know the, the organizations that you are in. Uh, I'm a part of a foundation myself called the Book Bank Foundation. Uh, we focus on uh, homelessness and uh, we have a food bank that we feed about 300 families every Wednesday. Um, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for the last 25 years. The founder of it is from Queens, New York. I'm from Harlem. Um, okay. And so he's been a mentor of mine now for about 10 years. His name is Glenn Toby, Dr. Glenn Toby. So shout Pretty out cool. to him. Um, All right, shout out to him. Yeah, and you know, he keeps me grounded. Uh, he definitely helped me through all my, you know, deals. I have a, a multimedia company, Gifted Talents. And we do a lot of behind the scenes and stuff like that. So he kind of helps me ground it from, you know, not deep diving so far off the ledge mm -hmm. um, and recognizing my purpose and, you know, keeping me, keeping me sane, especially through my sister's transition. So uh, I, I like to encourage that. So it's interesting to have conversations with people because not everyone is, you know, a part of something like that or, you know, following a mission, uh, which is okay. You know, everybody calling is different. You know, yeah. So when I hear things like that, that kind of it speaks to me differently, especially those that's, you know, helping out the bigger cause, which is mental health for one, um, and you know, confidence and courage to kids that are going through things and they carry it into their adult lives. I'm 37, and I'm sure there's a lot of 37 and 40 year olds who can use this conversation and understand that, you know, life is okay, and it's okay to yeah. face some of those traumas that you've been dealing with. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, thank you for creating this platform and you know having people like myself on here. And honestly, I feel like anybody can be impacted by what we talked about. You know, any walk of life, any age. You know, so make sure you guys continue to tap in. 